broken windows in empty hallways. A pale dead moon in a sky streaked with gray. Humankindness is overflowing and I think it's gonna rain today. Good morning. <laughs> you are listening to your community spirit going from the gray to the sunny. I guess what we forgot to wake up, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening. I guess I'm kind of too energized this morning. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. How about listening to uh, Matt Decker earlier got us all energized. He <laughs> gives a very lively broadcast. So um, let us talk about things. First of all, talk about things. Do we do we do that? Did you notice that it's snowing? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. It was snowing a little last night too. At least here in Southern Illinois. I don't know where you're listening from, but <laughs> here in Southern Illinois, it's snowing. Yeah, we're finally getting some winter. Yeah. It's like right above freezing, lots of snow. So. Yeah. You are listening to your community spirit. We are online at exactly that yourcommunityspirit.org. <laughs> yes, fancy that. So. In the news, um, have you been working on your taxes? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I should. They're, my taxes are going to be pretty simple this year. You should open a bank. <laughs> 31 corporations and banks dodged $128 billion in taxes this year. Oh, my. Would you care to see the ones which shirked their responsibilities as American companies? <laughs> it's like, I don't think you can call yourself, you know, a responsible citizen. Because I heard corporations are people. Yeah, corporations are people too. But not responsible citizens. Yeah, they get all the good parts of being people and they don't get the bad parts of being people. <laughs> right, well, they don't get, the good part is having a heart. Yeah, okay, yeah. They get the financially good part and they don't get the humanly good part. <laughs> okay, there you go. So if yeah. you would like the list, um, send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org and I will send you a list of... 31 corporations and banks, and these are the banks that we bailed out for something like $83 billion. Yeah. And now they decided, hey, we just won't pay any taxes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, having all this extra money is kind of fun. Let's just not pay any taxes anymore. <laughs> so, so. It's good to know that the uh, the natural persons have to pay taxes, but the corporate persons manage to find loopholes. Isn't that messed up? <laughs> the corporate persons. Yeah. So. Okay, let's see. In other news, let's see what we've got going on here. Uh, Wood was everywhere at the 2013 North American Handmade Bicycle Show that took place last weekend in Denver. This uh, Woody 29er Scorcher is in ash with 
Kevlar reinforcements and walnut insets from Connor Cycles. You didn't do that as like you know, the <laughs> fashion models. Yeah. Voice. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be presenting the bicycle like a yeah, <laughs> announcing a fashion model. And so they um if you get our newsletter, you can have the link to the slideshow of all these handmade bicycles. Yeah. And there's a lot of bamboo and wood bicycles. Yeah. Like that. And bamboo, supposedly, you know, once it dries, it's harder than steel. <laughs> yeah. It has the same properties, like the flexibility and the shock absorbing and the strength. Yeah. Yeah, know? bamboo, dry bamboo is very hard, so I can yeah. see them making bicycles out of it. So. All right. I don't know. Some of these bicycles, though, might be too pretty for the mean streets of Carbondale. So. Yeah. Of course, I get to read the one about solar power. Yep. Pay-as-you-go solar systems provide clean, affordable lighting in Kenya. A unique solar startup is helping to change the way rural residents in Kenya get their light and power by offering small solar power systems just large enough to provide home lighting and mobile phone charging on a pay-as-you-go basis. Now, the majority of Kenyans, an estimated 80%, are not hooked to a grid and must light their homes by using kerosene lamps. Not only are these lamps not very efficient, they actually generate a lot of fumes from the fuel they burn, which along with the smoke from cooking fires contributes highly to the health problems. So it's, you know, having a clean source of energy really substantially helps them right there, you know. You know, here we use solar and it affects a power plant 100 miles away. Yeah. There they use solar and it affects them right in their home. Yeah, helps their health. And, and it's it's great because it improves their health and it also sort of skips a development stage where in, instead of getting a bunch of coal-fired power plants and burning massive amounts of fossil fuels, they can go straight to renewables. And you're you're talking about a product that probably costs like 100 to $150. Yeah. I mean, it's a little solar panel, a little battery, a light, and, you know, a mobile phone charging station. Yeah. So they have light and they have cell phone yeah. off-grid, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing else you need is some, like, entertainment. Yeah. Maybe some music. Well, depending you know. on your cell phone, you can get some music on That's there, true. too. They have these <laughs> smart or, things that yeah. have music and videos and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah. Or since they're not as used to the electricity there, they might actually still remember how to make their own music. So the initial deposit is only $30 U.S., and then they have to pay about 46 cents a day, you know. <laughs> and... um. It's pretty. My dad was telling me that when he was young, that's how they did their TV. It actually had a coin slot. And <laughs> yeah, so you, I've heard of that. You paid a down payment, and then the TV quit working if you didn't put coins in it. <laughs> yeah. And he would say that you know he'd go knocking on the neighbors' door, do- doors to try to get um, buck buck somebody. It wasn't Roy Rogers? It was like another cowboy buck. Some. Now I can't think of. Anyway, some. <laughs> You know, show about cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> he's got because he's got to find out how the show ends. It's like, Quick, I need another quarter. <laughs> so, speaking of little kids, yeah, this is a cute story. This is a good one. We we read a lot of uh, sad and happy stories sometimes, but this is a cute kid story. This brings me faith back in humanity. <laughs> yeah, kid writes cute letter returning sticks to uh, Yosemite. Well, this is just adorable. EVA Yosemite Junior Ranger accidentally took two sticks from the National Park during a recent visit. As with all national parks, you're not supposed to remove or alter anything from the land. 
That means don't pick flowers. Yeah, and, don't take flowers. Don't take you know plantings. You know, and it I, stays there because it's a na- national. You park. know, I mean, we think we are dominion over the land that we could take it. But yeah. if you're visiting a natural area and everybody took something, <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be anything. Yeah, even even two sticks. You know, if everyone took two sticks, you know, there'd be no. Uh, Wouldn't have two sticks to rub together. <laughs> yeah, rub together to make a fire, yeah. But uh, so when she discovered she had taken two sticks, after returning home, she wrote a cute letter to the park rangers apologizing for breaking the rule. And to right her wrong, she included the sticks with her letter, with the simple request, please put them in nature. <laughs> and they're only like three inches long sticks, two little, you know, yeah. three inch long sticks. But um, again, if you would like to read the full letter, you... Um, Send an email and I'll send you the link. Yeah. Otherwise, you might memorize this link. No, that's too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, so, it was just it just gives me pride to know that there is kids that, you know, well, um, I guess she shouldn't have took the sticks in the first place, but who knew enough to know that she shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, it's like be connected to nature. The importance of ecological preservation. <laughs> so, I'll let you do this one. Okay. No, I'll, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. No, you've got dibs on this one. <laughs> it's like <laughs> turban-equipped urinals help power carnival in Rio. Did you get mm-hmm. that? Every year around this time, throngs of lively, lively—that's you know a good word for wow, crazy ass, <laughs> you know, wow, crazy, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Um, they descend upon Rio de Janeiro in celebration of the Brazilian carnival, um, flooding the streets with colorful costumes, bumping music, dancing, and due to a shortage of public restroom facilities, a regrettable amount of, um, how should I say it, liquid waste. But this year, thanks to the introduction of turbine-equipped urinals, full-bladdered merrymakers not only found a more appropriate place to relieve themselves, they actually get to help power the event with pee. <laughs> Not yeah. the actual pee, but the power of your relieving yourself <laughs> turns a turbine that makes electricity and charges a battery, yeah. and then that battery is used to power music. <laughs> yes. And the power, the party keeps going. The power yeah. of pee. Yeah. Um, realistically, it doesn't really produce that much electricity. Yeah. <laughs> but the novelty of it made it so people weren't peeing in the street. Yeah. That was a big part of it. It was just like people were so excited that they were, you know, powering with pee the party, the three P's, powering <laughs> with pee the party. Yeah. <laughs> that they didn't pee in the streets. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it might produce 5%, but 5% is 5%. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Right. And like, it's uh, that that whole... Uh, interest factor reminds me of the uh, the floors that generate energy by walking on them. They've actually discovered that if they put a little light in it that lights up when you walk on it, it generates more energy. Because the light uses up a little bit of energy, but people get excited and they want to walk on it. So right. they generate a lot of energy. Yeah. Well, I, I read about a club where they actually, you know, because they, they had a square where people would dance on it yeah. and it would strobe to their dancing. <laughs> That you could find someone who was dancing in your same style by just watching the floor, you know, <laughs> yeah. the same beat. <laughs> so you're just like, "Yo, this is mine," and look down. Okay, this is mine. Let's see someone else. <laughs> There's somebody over there. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. So I leave you to the superhero. <laughs> okay, yes, I will read this superhero story. 
Mexico City has an awesome masked defender of pedestrians, and we're jealous. Yeah, it's just like you haven't seen the picture. He's got a sombrero that makes me want to have a sombrero. <laughs> yes. So stop in the name of Piatonito. Uh, Mexico City is super awesome. It's kind of like L.A. with all the cool people and none of the annoying ones. Uh, or so they say. <laughs> yeah, no beach. What? But no what beach. Else? Yeah, no beach. But, oh, well, they've got other fun stuff yeah, there. Totally like L.A. But the existence of Piatonito makes it even better. Piatonito is the alter ego of one Jorge Cañez, a 26-year-old political scientist by day who, at the blink of an eye, transforms into a traffic-stopping superhero. Planning on barreling through an intersection without even uh, looking? Oh, you didn't want to say What's, the word? Yeah, without even <laughs> pinche, pinche looking. looking. <laughs> See, we can yeah. say cuss words in other languages. <laughs> on, the, on the radio, yeah. <laughs> okay, but while you are going to meet with the wrath of Piatonito, who will jump out and stop you in your tracks, you'll be surprised, you'll feel dumb, you'll perhaps begin to drive in a way that acknowledges the existence of other people. They got a picture of him like jumping out like as if he's stopping a bull. Yeah. In front of this like big suburban, like, Duh, you <laughs> yes. are a bull. You will stop. Yes, I will stop you from running people over. And his name uh, means pedestrian in Spanish. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a good time. It's a good superhero. I mean, it's a funny you know little gimmick, but his motivation is serious. Every day in Mexico City, a pedestrian is killed by a motorist. But he decides to try to challenge that and get people to think about their driving styles in a fun, creative way. And the best part is he's not the only one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally, it has been spreading. Yeah. And the thing is, they're masked, so they feel more powerful. And then they have these huge sombreros. So, like, you know, I mean, just you would think people in Mexico City, everybody's wearing sombreros. But that's <laughs> not the case. Yeah, no. Very <laughs> few people have, like, a three-foot, four-foot sombrero. Yeah. And so someone jumping in front of a car, they stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? They're like, what? Yeah, and if you like uh, Piatonito's idea, he has registered his distinctive look with Creative Commons, which means anyone can be a Piatonito. They could even have one in southern Illinois. <laughs> Just like... Coming soon to a street near you. A pedestrian. <laughs> yes. Well, that reminds me of one of my ideas for uh, a street protest, to get like a big like foam... Uh, baseball bat, you know, obviously something that's just a toy and not a real baseball bat, and right on it the right of way, and so then the pedestrian walks around holding the right of way. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Yeah. Well, they better walk on the crosswalk. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, Tonito coming soon. Yeah, my friend's dad actually got uh, ec um, I want to say exported. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he got uh, kicked out of the country. It was his third like um, violation, and it was jaywalking jaywalking <laughs> you know he was from italy and, yeah yeah you're only allowed three like illegal things and then you get kicked out of the country <laughs> so i wanted to put this one in because a friend of mine from iran just recently posted a bunch of pictures by this photographer um Brandon Straten of humans of new york he recently did a series on humans of iran um, so, street photographer gets screwed by corporation, responds by raising money for disadvantaged kids. So, this guy, Brandon, was recently approached by a clothing company, DKNY, mm. which offered him $15,000 to use 300 of his photographs in store displays. 
he declined feeling like $50 a photo was too cheap to sell out. He asked for more money, and DKNY said forget it. But it, mean, it turns out when they meant forget it, didn't mean that they weren't going to use the photographs. Hmm. It just meant forget it, us paying you anything. Yeah. <laughs> they went ahead and used his photographs anyway. Now, his extremely classy was a response was instead of suing them, he just asked them to donate $100,000 to the YMCA, the local YMCA. Yeah. Nope. Actually, he wanted this donation to go to the much more admirable goal of sending city kids to summer camp. Now, DKNY's slightly less classy adjourner was to admit they screwed up and donate $25,000 instead. Yeah. <laughs> so he is at calling on all his fans to make up the shortfall. His Indiegogo campaign has already raised more money than a... Then a giant multinational photo stealing corporation was willing to contribute. <laughs> so literally, like, his fans have already contributed over $25,000. Yeah. So he was able to shame the company to donating 25000 but his fans donated more. Well, he shouldn't have had to shame him. He, he should have, I mean, yeah, he normally he would have took him to court. Yeah, take him to court and sue him. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so now he's shaming them <laughs> to say, you know, what was your problem? Yeah. And saying, you know, my fans have donated more money than you have. Yeah. And what you did was illegal. So. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I mean, if you've ever seen any of his f photographs, they're a colorful, touching, beautiful, sometimes heartbreaking vision of the city of New York and, you know, other places. He's a street photographer. So. Yeah. I've actually seen some of his before. Yeah. I hadn't remembered his name, but I remembered the name of the project. So, anything else? Yes. Uh, should we talk about global food giants? Well, it is the 11 days for food justice. Yeah, we may as well talk about food issues then. Yeah. It's like... I Yeah, global food giants get bad grades on environment and ethics. Both? <laughs> yes. I mean, they couldn't have got a good grade on one of those two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but uh, multi uh, they may have located our idea of bliss points, but multinational food companies are far from hitting the mark when it comes to treating workers and the environment decently. A new behind-the-brands report from Oxfam rates 10 of the world's most powerful food and beverage companies on their ethics. These are names you've probably heard of before, like Coca-Cola, Mars, Nestle, Kellogg's, a uh, bunch of other ones. Uh, the highest grade they got was 38 out of 70. yeah. And for those of you who aren't good at math, that's, that's not, not a good even grade. A passing grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like... Yeah. They didn't pass. Uh, companies, and here's a quote from the report, uh, a little bit of the quote anyway. Companies are overly secretive about their agricultural supply chains, making claims of sustainability and social responsibility difficult to verify. None of the Big Ten have adequate policies to protect local communities from land and water grabs. Uh, they're not making sufficient steps to curb greenhouse gas emissions. They're just really, it sounds like they're not even trying, you know. They try enough to get, like, a good blurb in the press, but... Well, they, their marketing does a good job of yeah. trying. <laughs> but so they, if they rated their marketing, they probably get an A or B in marketing. <laughs> but actually having ethics and caring about the environment, maybe more like an F. <laughs> I mean, they're just so big that they can't track it? Yeah. 
I mean, they, they, they do a good job <clears throat> of tracking their profit and loss. Yeah. <laughs> if they can keep track of where their money is going, I'm sure they can keep track of where their products come from. I mean, so. Uh, but maybe they just think they're too big to fail and no one will call them on it. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> let's, let's question that idea. I don't know. The local movement has become pretty strong, even in little towns across the Midwest. Yes. <laughs> so. Today is the 1st of March. Did you know that? Yes. Today is National Horse Protection Day, National Pig Day, and Peace Corps Day, and Plan a Solo Vacation Day, <laughs> and Refired Not Retired Day. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's also the anniversary of the landmine ban, so don't go putting out any landmines. Sunday is I Want You to Be Happy Day. <laughs> Yes. And, and what if cats and dogs had opposable thumbs day? Yeah. We'd be in a lot of trouble if that were the case. They make enough mischief without opposable thumbs. <laughs> All right. Let's see. And some other, uh, other holidays coming up. March 4th, do something day. It's a little pun. You know, the 4th of March is March 4th. So March 4th into the world and do something. And it's the national day of unplugging. Yes. That means go through your home and unplug everything and figure out what is still running in your home. I tell people to do it twice a year, once in March, once in October, and just figure out, are you wasting energy? Is there stuff plugged in that shouldn't be? Hey, it could also mean a day of not using technology. So could be just a day, take it off. <laughs> March 4th into spring. Yes. It's also National Grammar Day, so be mindful of your grammar. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Coming up, other holidays. Uh, uh, let's see. Namesake Day. Uh, celebrate your namesake. Uh, the birthday of Michelangelo, the artist. And birthday of Elizabeth Barrett Brown, the poet. Next Thursday is Fun Facts About Names Day. <laughs> Should we tell people about our names or uh, keep it a secret? Yeah, Fun Facts About Names. So, well, yeah. People can read about my name on my website, so it's already kind of out there. <laughs> Just like it's, it's out there, yeah. Yeah, my That's, name is a little bit out there. Just a little bit. Wait, <laughs> so is mine. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. So, um, if you see me on Thursday, I'll tell you some fun facts about my name. Yeah, same here. All right, let's get into the happenings before we run out of time. Happening. We are the happening guys. If you want your happening to happen, please happen on by to send us an email, <laughs> yes. and we will announce your happening. Yes, we are two wild and crazy guys, and we will make sure that your events happen. All right, now we need one more happening. Hey, I said it. All right. <laughs> there you go. We're, each week we're trying to say happening one more time. <laughs> it's quite a challenge. We're already up in the 20s, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, March means spring is coming. What does that mean? It means gardening. Saturday, as part of the Be the Change series at Guy House, the local gardening, um, well, Logic, the local organic gardening initiative of Carbondale, will be having a gardening 101 workshop. That is Saturday, March 2nd at 3 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. This is part of 11 Days for Food Justice. So. Yes. A lot of good stuff there. Vermicomposting, all sorts of gardening techniques of an ecological nature. And I'm they, very excited. They, they are also giving away plants. Yes. I heard that. I forget what kind. But there'll be plants in a pot that you can take home. Uh, yes. So. 3 o'clock on Saturday at Guy House. 
Let's see. Also coming up, we've got uh, uh, Soul Talk. We've got Soul Talk over at Guy House Interfaith Center on Sundays at 3 p.m. Uh, that is featuring Rebecca Spencer with an empowering hour of enlightening your true self, having talks on many different spiritual topics. Uh, Yoga Basics at Guy House on Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. This class focuses on breath and gentle movements that will help unlock the major joints in the body. So, yes, I like the idea of unlocking your body. <laughs> yeah. If you unlock it too far, you might become floppy. So just <laughs> unlock it a little bit yeah, at a time. Yeah, just the right amount. So. You can start moving again. All right. All right, so we've got, we mentioned the 11 days for food justice. We've got the last few days of that coming up. So uh, the schedule is on nonviolentcarbondale.org. We've had a lot of wonderful events this past several days. Yeah, this is, we got three more days left today yeah. and Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and I like to point out it's the 11 days for food justice. So it's, this is only 11 days of it happening, but we're doing it for the whole year, you know. Right. It starts the justice yes, going. Yes, it starts the justice going, and then it keeps going after the 11 days. Well, yesterday there was a big event about creating a Carbondale food forest. Yes. The idea to try to make Carbondale self-sufficient in our food. That I mean, we have a lot of empty property in this town, and people could be raising a lot of food. Yeah, so. and there are a lot of good people, you know, a lot of diverse discussion there about different ways that different groups and individuals can get involved. So I'm really looking forward to a food forest here in Carbondale. We'll definitely report on that as it unfolds. So you said you needed to mention one of the 11 days of food justice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we already mentioned the gardening one, but let's also mention the Monsanto hearing, the grand Why? finale. Why would we mention Monsanto? <laughs> yeah, Monsanto, well, Monsanto has done a lot of things. We can say that about Monsanto. <laughs> They're not all good things. Huh? There's a song about Monsanto called Food and Health and Hope. If you look online, you can find it. I didn't manage to bring it in today, but it chronicles their history of misdeeds. What also chronicles their history of misdeeds is the Monsanto hearing. This is a 58-minute documentary about how the Monsanto Corporation uh, impacts the ecology, economy, and social relations of our region. That's coming up on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. at the Carbonell Public Library. And they actually had a public uh, trial. You know, they didn't have the authority to bring Monsanto to justice, but they wanted public dialogue about what Monsanto has done. So they've got 58 minutes of it right there coming up Sunday at the library. All right, we got a little ahead of ourselves because we wanted to mention you know, the 11 days for food justice events. Yes. Today, International Slow Food Dinner. This is part of the 11 days. Today at 6 p.m. at the Guy House, this Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner explores the plant-based or, or vegan flavors of Africa. There's like food from 10 different countries, 10 different dishes, Come and learn how to cook them, and more important, I I don't know if you have to learn how to eat them, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like well, I, I'm willing to try to learn how to eat them. So. It sounds like a delicious meal, and it, I've heard it will include sweets. Yeah, I've heard it will include desserts. Well, there's definitely yams on this list. <laughs> so, all right, other happenings: the ethics of drone strikes. Today at 5 p.m. in the Student Center Mackinac Room at the SAU campus. SAU Students Against Unjust War is hosting a presentation on the ethics of drone strikes. 
The group seeks to raise discourse on a community and university level about the conflicts that nations engage in. Yes. And I've been aware of the drone strike issue for a long time, and I'm glad to see more dialogue starting to happen about it. You know, if, if someone is writing a list of people who they're just going to go and attack, we should have a review process of that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Other happenings. We have the uh, coming up today at 5.30 p.m., the 2013 Sustainable Living Film Series. It's uh, happening at the Long Branch Coffeehouse, 100 East Jackson in Carbondale. The first film is Fresh, hosted by James King, manager of Diamper Farm, and Francis Gonzenkofer, garden manager of Sufi Park. And this is in conjunction with the 11 Days for Food Justice. Today, there's a lot of stuff today. Yeah. Today and this, is, well, it's March 4th. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, we're that. marching 4th into March. <laughs> and this Fresh sounds good. It celebrates the farmers, thinkers, and business people across America who are reinventing our food system. So here's another something that's happening today. The Fracking Truth event. Yes. March 1st at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. Keynote speaker Steve Horn, research fellow for Dismog blog, will be the keynote speaker at the Fracking Truth. This event, presented by SAFE, Southern Illinoisans Against Fracturing Our Environment, is expected to build support for State Bill SB 1418, which is a moratorium on high-volume fracking in Illinois. And this is one of the strictest laws in the nation. Basically, they just require people to, you know, before they start polluting our environment, to actually do a case study. Uh, That's yeah. all. It's something really simple. Yeah. Decide but, whether or not we're going to poison ourselves. Right. <laughs> and so it's one of the strictest laws, and they're working its way through... So. Yes, so if you want more information on it, they've got presentation. They've also got a social hour with refreshment and mu- music after the presentation. So it's uh, coming up at the Civic Center, 7 p.m. tonight. The Fracking Truth. Second annual Margie Parker Teach-In for Peace on Drone Policy. This Teach-In for Peace will be bringing transparency and accountability to the Drone Strike Program, a winnable fight. This program will be held Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. at the SIU School of Law. So, now some regular happenings in the community is the Winner's Farmer's Market at Thomas School. That's 1025 North Wall Street in Carbondale. And the Vigil for Peace, Saturdays. Those are both Saturdays. So, we hope to see you out and about. It is your chance to have a snowball fight. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like, One last chance for a snowball fights. Then it's spring. Like, <laughs> all right. If you would like to receive our newsletter, please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. We will see you again on the radio. Have fun out there. Huh? I don't know. I was going to go have a snowball fight. <laughs> if that's fun. That's fun if you win. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's fun for everybody, as long as you don't uh, hurt anybody with two hardly packed snowballs. <laughs>